0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of Midday Poppyland, and we are here with Tori, Tanya, and Vida. Who all wave their hand to those who are listening. <laughs> <Okay>. You guys. <laughs> all right, so I was just telling, um, telling the co-hosts that today is the first time I'm doing a podcast without having read through all the Patreon comments, but that's what happens when you're busy, so I apologize if I am lacking insights that others have shared. <laughs> because <laughs> normally I gain a lot from people's comments. So anywho, Poppy is, um, you know, thinking, I don't know if he thinks of me as a friend at the very least, but I hope he does, right? And this is always like, you know, oh, like Poppy is kind of lying to herself, friend, are we more than friends? <laughs> friend, And Tora is standing there with his arms folded and, you know, the the chaos of Airy Street behind him. And she continues thinking, because I often feel like I'm just a poppy seed tumbling in the wind and they don't have much else to offer anyone except my friendship. I'm like, oh, but poppy, that, all
1: we mm-hmm. want from you is yeah. your friendship.
0: Like mm-hmm. what else do people offer except themselves?
2: Absolutely. So I I made a note. I wish I started taking notes on this chapter. And then when I got to three pages, I was like, oh, too, Lord, oh. Um, but okay. There's like, I, I feel like I always come back to this. There are so many parallels between Poppy and Torah, And I just really wanted to share that one where, um, what was it? She feels like she doesn't have, like she literally feels like she doesn't have anything to offer Torah. If you remember like literally chapter 57, this is just like five, six chapters ago. I can't math right now. Torah was literally like, yeah, I don't know what I could offer her either. So they're totally in the same boat, which, again, it's just one of the parallels that I think Lily is just so good at doing, just beautifully interweaving. It's
0: so sad to hear this. You know, I thought Poppy had a little bit more self-regard
1: than that. So is it essentially a communication situation that they, they, they still haven't learned to communicate properly with each other? Do you
3: think? Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a bit of like, we're still circling each other.
4: Mm. You know,
3: timeline-wise, it's only been less than a month, and we're still, like, trying to figure out the vibes, and Mm. she just met all of these people that he's around, so now she's like, what is this world? Uh (laughs) Um,
0: Now, one guy says, hey, boys, I got a question, and she thinks... (laughs) <laughs> the, the end of her thought is and my glitter pens and fancy stationery, of course.
4: <laughs> That's what yeah, she has yeah. to offer him. Yeah.
0: So the guy in front, do, you, do we have a name for him? You want to give him a name? <laughs> yeah.
4: I do.
3: I do uh-huh. um he so I can't remember he does have a name, no, later, Emily right? or what?
0: I think he does have a name later, I just remembered. Like Christopher or something. But I think yeah, it's later.
3: Um There was a comment i can't remember like emily bass or somebody else said that the other guy was an off-brand joker i finally Uh figured out who this guy reminds me of you've seen guardians of the galaxy that ron uh like the ron blue guy the blue guy yeah
4: yeah
2: the thing is like identical (laughs) 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 i love that
0: So he says, he's the only one who has eyes in this whole scene. He says, even meatheads can count to six, yeah? Not too much to ask for. Because I presume because there are six of them there. And if he knows what's good for him, he better. Look at that fool, too scared to talk now. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, my screen blanked out. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, goodness gracious. Hold on. Yeah. Oh the guy says all you need is to mind your own business and hand over the girl and we'll let you leave this place in one piece they're all smirking behind him so be a good boy and calmly walk away like you didn't see anything and poppy gets very offended and she yells stop that in like giant letters <laughs> Yeah. and she's still continuing to think she thinks to be honest i'm not even sure what he thinks of me and she's you know turned around at this point not when the world he's from is so vastly different from mine and this is again like the issue of the story mm-hmm. and we have those guys still looking but poppy just out of nowhere says if you know what's good for you maybe you should show some respect to him mm-hmm. you've got the slightest idea who he is
3: oh and that expression on her face she's that panel is so gorgeous. It's like she's the tigress that is awoken, and Tora's like,
1: "He like, oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> <I> <laughs> but, but,
3: then,
4: but,
1: so but sorry, sorry, guys. But then, think about it. In just backtrack a little on the previous episode, he stopped her from running away. So he's mm-hmm. in a way he's encouraging her to stand her ground. In 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 <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's how I see it as that yeah. she's so used to you know if she can't handle something she'll run away from it but he's like no face up to this situation and let's see mm-hmm. how we can deal with it uh, but that's, I thought, that's my take on it anyway
2: what I thought was really interesting too was the fact that she has a really hard time defending herself but like mm-hmm. the moment someone goes after like one of her people she'll be like uh bitch no <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah stand the heck back like he no she does not put up with it at all and I think too uh when he like straightens up the what I took from this as well like this is Tora. he's been like a lone wolf well maybe he has like the thuglets and stuff but he's never really had anyone that really has his back maybe yeah. not Joe in particular where he felt like uh he could really trust um trust himself to rely on them. And I feel like the fact that Poppy is putting herself out there for Torah on his behalf, like that's why he has like this jerking uh, reaction to it. Cause it's like, oh, someone's looking out for me for a change type of thing. And yeah, it's a nice-
3: I mean, Yeah. You me wonder like, has anybody ever physically stood up for him like she's doing right now?
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: For Jude. And Poppy is thinking about his experience of everything you guys are saying. Did he grow up in these angry, violent streets as a child, a teenager, a young adult? And she's putting herself in his shoes and understanding the setting in which he grew up and what he had to go through. Mm
4: -hmm. And,
0: you know, Tora kind of has first that surprise face and straightened up and then that like flummoxed cartoon face. What does something so terrifying to me feel like to him and those guys again? And they're like, the guy gives this <laughs> jeer. And he's like, sorry, no idea who the he is, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well. And <laughs> she thinks, but more than that. Okay, well, we'll have to go through a couple panels to get to it. It's a little hard to keep track of the, uh, the internal monologue. And those guys behind them are making fun because they don't know who he is. And they're like, damn, pussies think they're so tough just because they go to the gym. Yeah, why don't you ask him if he knows who we are? And you know, Tora and Poppy are just looking at them and Poppy's like, Tora, aren't you going to say something? You're just going to let them talk down to you like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he just shrugs it off. He's like, nah, these are gnats, they're just newcomers.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but also he's assessing the situation as well. So he knows whether he can, he he can handle himself very well. But I think Mm -hmm. he's just sussing them out saying, you know, like he said, they're just like little, little gnats and stuff like that. And he, what did he say? He said in one of the panels, he said he's a, they're newcomers.
4: Yeah, well. he's
2: sharp, the newcomers.
1: <laughs> so he, he'll he'll know that they have all got that that what they call it? Is it braggadocha or something like sort of bragging, like trying to looking um, as if uh, tough guys, you know?
4: Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're
1: great thugs, <laughs> if That For want of a better word. You know? What did he go through as a kid? To be
0: so completely at ease in the middle of all this chaos and you know they're she he's just leaning back against the wall and he's just thinking to himself what are you gonna do next so feisty he's
3: enjoying <laughs> it he's blushing he loves seeing
0: poppy like this
3: <laughs> yeah. i was trying to find the comment in so it was in episode 59 the vent the street stall vendors are like the louder the lower and yeah. it just like reflects on back that comment reflects here because Tor is not making a sound and so the louder the lower the quieter the higher I feel like that's all that it needs to be said like he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to prove himself because it'll like eventually actions will do it for him and he doesn't have to like keep talking like they are
4: Mm
0: -hmm. as it's been like you said a month um, I would have thought that this would come across you know your mind but maybe she doesn't even know enough about that world to even know what to think about and she thinks to herself, now nah, your level of confidence is very admirable torah, but it's a matter of pride. Interesting. And mm. <laughs> she whispers and <laughs> kind of attacks him and she tries to unzip his sweater, which everyone is excited mm. about. And <laughs> she's like, do your tattoos indicate clan hierarchy? Can you get them to leave if you show it to them? Which I think is pretty clever on her part. Like, I, you know, it's reasonable.
1: But it's yeah. also it's also highlighting her naivety about fug life as well. I think. She thinks that, you know, they just show their show their tattoos, they know who's who and stuff like that. But he's been in the game since he was a child, so he knows he doesn't need to do that. But it is quite funny actually watching her thinking that's all he has to do for them to back down. <laughs> I like how he's just like,
3: oi! <laughs> like, I can't imagine him actually saying that, but he's so flustered. It's like so funny, his face
2: and this was actually another parallel too it's really like it's really funny because you think like torah is really action-oriented and poppy is more verbal but when it comes to making the other person feel uncomfortable like it's poppy's actions that make torah blush and torah's words that make uh poppy blush and you'll notice at the towards the end of the chapter he was like oh yeah, we can uh, continue this at eight o'clock in my place. Like she gets beat red. So I thought that was really clever too, how, um, I don't know. I, I think Lily's brilliant.
0: <laughs> and then they have like the most hilarious, like pun. She's like, you know, tit for tat. She's like, me. <laughs> I'm just hilarious. Like, damn it, you did not just go there. Yeah, I did. Because, Um, I actually wasn't quite sure exactly what it meant at first, but it's the picture Mm -hmm. that he took of her, you know, cleavage coming out. And so, yeah, like the the equal exchange.
3: (laughs) 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 girl,
0: you can not let these jerks get away with disrespecting you like that, if you don't do something, then I will, unless it's meant to be a secret identity. And he does unzip his his, um, sweater a bit. And he's like, kid, we don't hide that shit from anyone. The more people know, the better. And look, I'd be more than happy to strip for you. The cats mm-hmm. like these don't mean jack shit to anyone around here. It's not what civilians like to think. Mm-hmm. Heck, my boss hates them. And Bobby's like, oh, I thought I was going on a limb. I think they look intimidated, though, so it's working. And he's like, what, a damn hamster clinging to me?
2: I mm-hmm. thought <laughs> That was really interesting, actually, because I think he's lying, to be honest. Because remember when he met with Dr. Lamb, he had the neck tattoo covered so i think i think he's more calculating like when he's on airy street he wants everyone to see the tattoos and because to know like who the tight-knit communities are but kind of what he's saying about civilians i i'm not going to take him quite at his word because he did intentionally cover the tattoo with mr lamb and i think that was to protect him and uh, not to feel intimidated because he and uh, shoot, what's that other guy's? Shark? Yeah, to protect him, like to, show, not, to not make the connection between him and Shark.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we do know that everyone who knows that Baltiman symbol is like, oh my God, they're Baltiman. So like, I think that that tattoo is uh, effective.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And, um, it's like, you know, fat chance, sweetheart. Um, as fat as your hamster ass. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Yeah,
2: I looked up pictures of hamster butts because I was like, how accurate is this? There's Wait, like a right? lot. Of- it's so freaking accurate. <laughs> I was disturbed by the level
3: <laughs> of like hamster butt thickness thickness that's happening there
2: I was like what is going on know, you know that poppy definitely squeaked she was like ah! <laughs> or something like that well and via
3: it goes back to your point where he's just like talking about how fat her ass is because he's so <laughs> uncomfortable and it's just like <laughs> or vomit and then she gets so uncomfortable even though they're in front of a huge group of thugs who are trying to attack them we're still gonna have this awkward moment together because we can't help ourselves and it's hilarious. But
2: so what's interesting too is that the thugs are like here's where you see why the thugs are like newbies or just very low on the totem pole. Like they're look they're make they're placing an order, like they're not attention <laughs> to anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, oh, someone, yeah. Someone's on the phone's like, oh I gotta go. Like what? <laughs> hey their stomach is their priority
3: i can understand
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah that whole thing it kind of it also humanizes them you know you know i said tangent with diet coke stupid i'm on the phone i'll talk to you later it's hilarious <laughs> okay. and um you know their torah is also like you said being you know flirtatious she's like how about i give you a crash course of my mm-hmm. tonight eight now's not the time
4: <laughs> so, like,
1: so so, do you think the crash course on thug life is a euphemism for something else rather than a crash course on thug life
4: i don't know
3: wait, I, wait. Well, I think he uses euphemisms a lot like in the club yeah, um, yeah. he's like are you good at dancing and he's like horizontally you know
4: like
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he likes to get his point across but still get away with it like if somebody were to walk past he wouldn't it wouldn't seem like he's saying anything but She very Mm -hmm. well knows what he's saying.
0: Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the leader is like, The F is this? area Street rom
2: com? (laughs) I mean, it is. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, step aside, punk, that rat is ours. Which is like, Excuse me, I'll tolerate a rat. And Poppy keeps thinking, not because she never asked those questions, not because they've never occurred to me, but because I don't think I'm ready for them to be answered. Okay, so now she does explain that, Uh, which is, yeah, sometimes you don't want to think about something, so you push it out of your mind because you don't want the answers. Very relatable. And Poppy's like, you can call me whatever you want if it makes me feel better about yourself, but I'm not going anywhere with you. And, you know, even the beginning, even in this situation, she has remarkable sympathy. I mean, that first statement, like, shows insight into what at least Poppy feels, why people put other people down to make them feel better about themselves. And that's quite level ahead of, of, her, of her to be able to say that
1: when they're insulting her like that and threatening her at this moment. Mm. But have you seen the transformation that Poppy's gone through? At the beginning, she's scared, her back's facing them. She can't face them. Then as things progress in the time, you know, she's becoming more and more and more courageous in the way she's able to tackle these thugs, these other guys that are trying to attack her as well. And it's quite admirable seeing how she's transformed in such a short space of time.
2: Yeah, yeah. and you
3: you say that and she, like her, even her body's pointed towards Torah, like she's kind of drawing her confidence from his, like his attitude.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like absolutely, that. yeah.
3: And has- I don't know why this remind like the way his profile is in this panel where she's saying, you can call me whatever you want. It really, like, if you were to crop him out and put his picture up next to the picture um, right before they meet at the restaurant, um, and he yeah. thinks back to when he was getting judged by his appearance, and he has that flashback to when he's a teenager wearing the backpack and the dyed hair, it's, like, the same exact stance to me. And it's, like, mm-hmm. he this isn't his first time, you know? It's not as... And he just kind of stands there and waits for it to be over, or waits for whatever move to be made um, to happen. And it's just I don't know why. It just really struck a chord with me like that stance where his arms are at his side and he's just like head kind of down and he's like waiting for whatever's gonna happen to happen. And it's like he's he's ready to move.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah he's wearing the same outfit. So that would be a reminder.
2: Actually he's not he's not wearing I have a point. It's more foreshadowing for the next chapter, but he's not wearing the same outfit. Do you want to go into it now? I can go into it now. Okay. The only other time we've seen him wear that jacket was actually in a flashback episode with uh, Yadori. So remember, they had a meeting at... Uh, Vincent's birthday party and then they met again and Yadori was saying like oh you've had um, like a lady friend Uh, what's it like what is your relationship with her and being like super sleazy and this was when Tora beat him up you know because he was making insinuations and if you remember this was he was thinking about this when he was in the apartment with Poppy and he was Mm -hmm. visibly shaken to the point where he couldn't even hear her call out Uh, He was wearing that dragon sweater when he was punching Yadori or Yadora. No, I think it's Yadori. Um, So I think it's foreshadowing for the next chapter that in the same way he protected Poppy uh, in that flashback, he's going to protect her again. I don't know if it's through physical violence or if it's going to be through a really clever tactic. I think either way, like there's there's a lot to say for either way because it's like Poppy sees him for who he really is or who he's trying to be. You can make the argument either way. I think at the core though, because that jacket is the same, it's like he's there to protect Poppy and he's going to protect Poppy, period. Right. As a segue,
1: uh, yeah. as a seg- sorry, as a segue to what Vita has said, if we go back a few um, episodes, when I did, did Vincent tell Tora to get rid of Poppy? If you guys remember,
2: yeah. So no, I don't think, yeah, he, so I don't I think,
1: think he did, is- or to deal with her. And the reason why I say that is based upon what you've said about Torah protecting her, if it's going to be Mm -hmm. covert, is it openly going, I reckon at some point or another she's going to see him lash out for, you know, for the reasons that need to be done, Yeah, Mm -hmm. but also he may find ways of hiding her because of her, maybe, you know, of a connection due to, uh, was it Goliath, Goliath going missing Mm -hmm. as well, so and and the papers going, and the papers that kick this all Mm -hmm. off essentially. So, yeah. I, I mean, that was
3: one thing that ran through my head um, was what, you know, I think there's been a lot of theories going around about how he's, like, is he going to hide her? Um, and mm. th- when, I, when I first read episode 62, that that popped in my head of, like, worry about that. Because if they're mm. already being seen on the streets together, newcomers or mm-hmm. not, you know, is that going to get around? And does that mm. matter? You know, does yeah. that you know? I think
2: I think it could because there is a connection between Nicholas and Goliath. They used to be coworkers. Sorry, Nicholas is, is Joker the <laughs> dude guy, yeah. right? No, no, it's Joker wannabe. We find out his name later in this chapter. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah. You're
3: right, because back in Best Waffles or whatever that.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah so we finally have a name for him nicholas um it does not suit him at all
0: nicholas is like so dignified
2: well, it suits his mother? and i feel like we got a vibe of what his mother was trying to do with him <laughs> but yeah there's a connection there yeah. uh between goliath he's the one that uh that's probably how he even became a gang member to begin with when he sold the um politician out to the police they got a lot of money i don't I'm, I'm sure you talked about this in the previous podcast but that's how i interpreted like him
0: so anyway poppy you know at this point like tor is kind of behind lighting a cigarette and poppy steps forward she's like i'm under his protection so back off <laughs> i love it <laughs> and she continues thinking and maybe the reason why is too simplistic or even pessimistic And now there's a very interesting conversation. And he's like, don't give me that BS. And if he's clan, like what you're hinting at, which means he doesn't even know he's clan, right? Why would he want to be involved with a civilian like you? And they can tell she's a civilian. That much they can tell. Does he have a death wish or what? Do you even understand what it means to walk in this world? And then she keeps thinking about it. I've always felt. And at this point, like kind of you see the focus is on Torah now because Basically, mm-hmm. Lily is telling us he is paying close attention to what's, what's uh, you know the conversation is about. Because obviously, something that's very, very close to his heart. And he continues, "Are you going to call the cops on him when shit turns sour between the both of you? Because you have a squeaky clean record and he doesn't." Oh my gosh! And that's, that's like poignant. That really hits yeah. hard.
3: Yeah, so, you notice yeah. that he immediately lights up. Um, he talked about how the cigarettes are kind of like his anchor when your world's going crazy and it reminds mm-hmm. me of when he started smoking um when vincent throws the statue angel and like having a temper tantrum over all the stuff that's happening in the clan and he's like smoking immediately like i i don't know if anybody's ever seen kill bill but those sirens are going off in of so- Tora's head right now and he's like mm-hmm oh crap mm-hmm.
1: but he's oh, also yeah. mentioned he's also mentioned why he smokes as well if you go back to season yeah. one as well he uses it sort of a a crutch so to speak to you know so for stress i say want for a better word stress relief i suppose yeah, he's
3: like super stressed right now because <laughs> yeah <laughs> is asking the question that torah wants the answer to essentially yeah. like what are you going to do you know
1: yeah but but you know when he says do you even understand what it means to walk in this world probably best take up that invitation for the one <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <laughs> oh one oh one fog life
2: I think guy. I may have lost all of my notes for the chapter I'm like crying right now that's okay um, but I wanted to mention, as like, I have an observation about that as well with how Tora uses cigarettes. Um, going back to that chapter, too, I don't know if it's premature. Um, I would rather wait until we get to uh, that other scene to let you know what my thoughts are. Because okay. um, I, I think Poppy does something really, really clever. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, too. Uh, so... We call uh Yandu, <laughs> is that what we're calling him? Um he perfectly like it's like crazy how he just kind of laser points his focus on literally one of Poppy's biggest insecurities with Torah, and then in the next panel, one of Torah's biggest insecurities with Poppy. Like it's like those are two huge things. And uh Poppy both both thinks about calling the cops. Um, when she's in the apartment after Torah leaves and she recognizes the danger of the situation with Ms. Mr. Lamb. And even then she decided to protect Torah when she wasn't even that close to him. And then just um, a couple chapters, or like one or two chapters back, she has that same consideration again, like, should I call the cops? She's having this internal war with herself. And literally the next panel is Yandu saying, um, have you ever seen him hurt anyone? Not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And this is like Tora's biggest insecurity where it's like, no, he is not a bad person. He's not like Shark. He is doing what he has to do to survive day to day. And he is scared that he doesn't want Poppy to view him negatively and to see him for who he is. And again, I just I think what he said was just so poignant. It's literally just digging into two very real insecurities that both Tora and Poppy are grappling with. And you know, once they talk to each other, like Tanya was mentioning, um, their relationship will just be stronger for it."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And meanwhile, she's having this internal dialogue in her head about she said, "I've always thought that similarities bring people closer together and differences force them apart, which, you know, this is a very big difference between them. So obviously very, very crucial for her. Mm -hmm. We leave at this pivotal moment. And you know, what's interesting, like the last panel, you see of Poppy is her blank face because she doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know what she's feeling. She doesn't know what she's thinking. This is a big question for her. She's a blank. Now we revert back to um, Candy and Ben. And he's like, I didn't steal from these guys, mom. I'm not that dumb, meaning like <laughs> I from other people, but just not them. He's <laughs> so funny. And then he comes clean and he's like, I, I took a brooch from a girl I know, but I felt bad because she's hella broke. So I give it back. <laughs> 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 or something. And I just wanted to do the right thing for once. So don't f yell at me again. He's so. <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> so hard it's so hard to admit you're wrong so very a lot of credit to to Ben. (laughs) like i know what i did was a shitty thing and candy looks at him and she thinks he's telling the truth i guess he didn't get in trouble with that ball even die after all thank god for that anyway is she
1: referring sorry is she referring to um oh gosh oh my god sorry i think it was shark yeah not shark um who's the other guy no, no, no. Oh, oh my goodness, why am I why am I having a senior moment? <laughs> the guy Tora, the guy, Tora's, um, who Tora's the bodyguard for. My goodness, why am I forgotten? Quincy. I oh, oh, Quincy. Quincy, Quincy. That's it. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot face. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder if she was referring to that because of the missing brooch. And then Quincy was ringing up, trying to ring up Ben to get find out like what's happened to this brooch.
4: I don't think she knows about him, but yeah. she was
1: last episode. She was thinking about Shark, who um, was oh. there, over the owner of the
0: pawn shop. Yeah. It seemed like he was the owner of the oh, pawn shop. shop. Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah.
0: She thought it was creepy. And now she has a mama moment, and she's like, Anyway, I know what he did was wrong, <laughs> but he chose to do the right thing. Is my little boy finally growing <laughs> into a man? Oh.
2: I love her.
0: <laughs> Every Street Goddess is in her mom. <laughs> It's so funny. I actually I realized I titled it wrong. I titled the episode, um what did I? Oh no, that was the last episode. I titled the Aristree Queen. I meant to title Aristree Goddess, but okay, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, what are you crying for? It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm your mom. I can cry whenever the app I want.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I had to say I was so surprised at this personalization of candy because i thought like way back when we saw her up i just wrote her off as like a ditz and i was like yeah i didn't think she was going to be a a character and appear more than once but like we are really getting uh you know to know candy more and to develop a respect for her
4: yeah yeah i love (laughs) and it's like oh
1: that girl go ahead but i'm wondering because you know she has a thing for torah as well but Tori's not into her but she still fancies him sorry I, you guys would say a crush wouldn't it? you, you guys in the, in the UK you'd say you fancy someone whereas you guys would say he has a crush yeah mm. so I'm wondering if there's going to be any sort of um little rivalry between her and Poppy because they both want the same well Poppy doesn't know what she wants at this moment in time she wants beads Frame. Her. but I am wondering if there's going to be because if K- Candy started to become more prominent in this uh In in this cartoon, I'm wondering if there's going to be a situation where it might come to Mm -hmm. head to head. I see you guys. I
3: see Poppy being like, "Go, girl!" Like I see Poppy wanting to be friends with Candy, Mm -hmm. if anything. But I think if there would be a competition, because like Candy felt threatened or something.
2: But I I think that's a funny point. I think honestly, she might be confused and maybe like maybe threatened because it's like oh why her instead of me but I have a feeling Poppy is just going to charm the pants off her because she's adorable I don't know I don't think Lily is going to take it there to be honest um I we haven't had Candy's character tested too much yet so I don't know what her um actual morals are I know that she's a good mom she's doing the best for her kid Mm -hmm. and I guess extrapolating from there I want I want to think highly of her and that she there won't be this ten, like this ongoing tension between her and Poppy
1: well I wouldn't say ongoing tension per se so I suppose I'm mm-hmm. coming from younger angle where yes she, like I agree with you yes she's a good mother and she you know her her priorities for her son but when women have like the same guy sometimes the uh the situation can change not always not always in the way you'd like it to be. Sometimes it's friendly rivalry and whoever dares wins, right? But it, uh, that's that's what came up in my mind. But like you said, we'll see how it goes. Because, you know, this, this, this story, as far as I'm aware, how Lily says, it's an evolving story. So she'll change it whatever direction she sees fit.
4: Yeah.
0: So he continues and he's like, oh, and that girl, she's more broke than we are, man. She had to count out all her coins for her groceries man and he's <laughs> like gee i can't imagine what that feels
4: like
0: <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> and missing some information about their financial or previous financial <laughs> uh, status and it
3: adds layering to her mothering like ben's not yeah. aware that candy's ever had to do that
1: so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i picked up on the same thing as well um Tori that uh yeah because when she's sweating while well, she says she can't imagine what that must feel like she's been there done that she just didn't want to share that with her son at that moment in time perhaps she just wants to forget that sort of life that she's had to have
0: and he's like she makes me want to strive for more than life so I won't end up like her which is very <laughs> funny he <laughs> has that you know air perking he's like hey hey and now <clears throat> this guy descends from the stairs and he's like sup doll you called this down I sure did. And there's a bunch of guys coming down. Um, How's your face? Damn, Reggie hit you too hard. Whatever. I'm still alive. The boss is watching. Couldn't be helped. So, and then he's like, shit, next time tell us if you're going to do something so impulsive. You know, we can't mess with things like early release. Mm -hmm. So it seems like she asked for early release and somebody, Reggie, kind of was forced to hit her because of the boss. So, and then she's like, oh, the effort owes me a month foot rub. So it seems like she's friends with this guy, Reggie, but like it's something Mm -hmm. you have to do. And yeah, that's a very unhealthy work dynamic. And what was going on? Why is she beholden to like this club? And who's the boss? Is it Vincent? Is it someone else? And what's the situation? What happened? Like, I'm sure there's a lot there.
2: Yeah, I was wondering too, if it wasn't just the fact that Ben called her and she had to come down like at that time. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know. I am not sure about the timing. I thought that could explain it pretty well, too, though.
0: Doesn't look like it was hit now. And I think she's talking about when she asked that she asked for early release before. And also, yeah, of here. And now they're like, yo, is that Candy's kiddo? We've heard a lot about you, little buddy. She's real proud of you. She can't stop talking about you. And <laughs> <laughs> can't stop talking about your grades and stuff. That's my daughter. And then like, he looks kind of familiar though. Have we seen him before at the club? Which is like, yes, you have. Maybe oh, at the no. dressing table. You must learn about cats
4: here. Okay, well, this is my daughter. We'll <laughs> go cats and I
0: will do that. Yes. And um, he's like, maybe at the dressing table that's covered with his baby tattoos, which is, oh, sorry, photos, <laughs> sorry. Oh, now Benjamin is I so know.
4: embarrassed. <laughs>
0: It just shows you she cares so much about her son that it's all covered with his his pictures. They're like, yeah, probably that. But I could have sworn someone who looks just like him came to the club a few weeks ago. But I was like, oh, no, no, no. And now Candy asks about those punks. She's like, what about those punks? What did you do to them? Nothing, man. I did nothing to them. And Poppy, and sorry, Candy's still standing. there, super confident. And now those guys are coming over. He's like, damn it, that little shit can run fast. And he's huffing and puffing. And now there's you know, they're, they're catching up. And he's like, wait, where did all those people come from? He was alone just seconds ago. And then the guy's like, Hey, check out the chick over there. Can't stop himself. Huh? <laughs> and they're like, isn't she? And at this point, you know, there's the confrontation because candy is now a banner surrounded by like a ton of her pals. And there's only like four of them. And also we know that candy is <laughs> Jared store Lito's, whatever, sorry, dollar store, Jared Lito's for stripper so he's like oh no
4: moral no. like
0: dilemma you know like the captain america thing is like little mm. punk
3: candy <laughs> like in that moment he messed up <laughs> or he knew he had messed up
4: uh-huh. oh
2: she looks like such a badass oh at this panel ever
0: she looks amazing and she's like so he's like freaking out he looks hilariously unhealthy and nervous. I heard you fellas been picking on my son. (laughs) And it's just a great image. He's there and he's protected Mm -hmm. by, and Benjamin's there looking, you know, snotty and little. And he's protected by all these guys and his mom. And it's just great. (laughs) Oh, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: now we go back to Tora and Poppy and we have her blank face again. And she looks down and she kind of looks sad because she doesn't know what to say. And she doesn't know what to think either.
3: This is an interesting parallel. You leave Candy with five men behind her standing at attention, ready for her orders, and Benjamin by her side. And then you scroll down to Poppy alone in the dark and facing these guys. And it's like you see where Benjamin's story went after he ran away. And you see now we're coming to Poppy. And, like, the way they're unfolding is so – it's, like, parallel but not in a weird way. And it's just really – like the juxtaposition of the two women, um, it was very striking in them,
4: yeah.
2: She starts and she's like, What? No, it was a good point,
0: yeah. So she starts stammering, she's like, I
2: will. And then you see
0: the guy in front is like crying, and one of the other guys is like, Bro, this about Jessica again. He's like, no, the fuck? God, Don't mention that name in front of me. I'm like, you gotta move on, man. It's been two effing years whatever enough stalling let's get this over with it's so cute like clearly he had history with a girl named jessica who was a civilian and maybe she turned him in and it didn't go well and it's so sad
3: well it's so yeah. interesting that he hit that on the head with poppy but he was totally projecting like his only experience yeah. onto her Ooh. and i'm like that reminded me of when Tora and poppy leave the restaurant and he's run out and he's like so you fell in love with me and i was like <laughs> You are so rejected, like you are in love with her already. and You don't even know it, it's just falling Aww. out of your mouth and you think that she's obsessed with you and it's the other way around.
2: <laughs> it's very interesting
3: how people project their own stuff on to these characters. It happens a lot more than you'd like to, like it happens more than I think it does, I guess.
0: That was very well observed. And Poppy yeah. is, you know, looking at him and she, you could see she's really thinking and absorbing what he says. And now he, with tears in his eyes still, the guy looks up at Torah and he's like, yeah, for looks like he could do some serious damage. But I doubt he'll be back down uh, without a fight. And Nicholas is going to kill us if we, and at this point he looks and he sees. Mm-hmm. Poppy mm-hmm. and Tora's like, we're close together. Mm-hmm. And we have Torah's thoughts now. And we have, I'm Tora, I'm a simple man. So Torah's thinking. Now it sounds like we are guessing that this is Joe talking to him. And when he was younger, um, and now we have Tora is, <laughs> he's reaching down and he's cradling Poppy's face in his hands. So Poppy tells Tora, your cigarette smoke is getting into my eye. And he says, shit, sorry, I'll put it out in a sec. Let me have this smoke. And we know that Tora uses this as smoking to come, kind of get like a positive reinforcement, a positive feedback whenever he's stressed out. So clearly he's stressed, unsurprised. And she says, okay. And then there's and she's like, but are you gonna let me in on the plan at least? He's like, no plan, sweetheart, just play along. And he rests his forehead against hers. And Poppy notices that his hand is shaking. And I wanna um the dialog in the back, I kind of want to do it all at once because it's gonna be hard to keep track of if we do it <laughs> intermittently. And now we have a close-up of their feet again and the noise all around them, surrounding them. And at this point, Poppy stands up on her tippy-toes and kisses him. And the text that we have from behind, let's do it together. He says, Torah, I'm a simple man, and I don't have much wisdom to share with you, but there's one thing I need you to remember. No matter how dark it gets inside you, always remember to leave a light on. So that someday someone will be able to find it in there, and all that is interspersed with their kiss. Poppy reaching up to kiss him, him you know responding, and we see that close up of his hand shaking. His hand is shaking, and the blood is like coming out from underneath his fingernails. And then the next one, he drops the cigarette, puts his hand on Poppy's neck, and the hand stops shaking and the cigarette falls down to the floor. And then the last panel, it's up their kiss. So analysis, you had a lot to say on this.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know, like, whenever it comes to Lily, I've realized that you really do, I just have to take each scene and break it down to really, and it really creates just such a more in-depth, beautiful, picture of the entire thing so a couple things that we know especially starting at the scene where Poppy starts to tear up like Tora has said in the past or sorry has acted in the past to make uh, Poppy comfortable when he's smoking like she'll cough and he'll put out the cigarette so we know that Tora is like emotionally unstable right now like just full of stress full of anxiety despair etc with the situation and really wanting to protect Poppy in this situation that is just completely out of control. He uses smoking to feel more in control and the fact that he's uh, using it to the extent that it's making Poppy uncomfortable just speaks volumes about how out of control to feels in this exact moment. Um, and you can tell too, not just with the, him uh, continuing the smoke but also with Poppy mentioning that his hands are, are shaking as well. And he's saying, and he's telling her too, like, hey, I just need to smoke real quick. So we know that he's feeling, you know, like I mentioned before, just out of control. And what's really nice is that he's just kind of trying to ground himself in this moment. And that's him as he's resting his head, his forehead against popcorn. Sorry about the noise. Yeah, so that's just, um, we see that he's trying to collect himself as he's resting his head against Poppy's forehead. He has the smoke, he's starting to feel a control. It's kind of like his little Zen moment. uh, And you know, to reestablish um, and figure out what to do from here. And that's also when Poppy notices that he, just how anxious he is based on him shaking his hands. Now, you'll remember from, I don't remember the chapter, but when they're in Tora's apartment and they're having that cute little back and forth and Poppy's like, you shouldn't smoke when you're sick. And uh, Tora's like, well, I do this to feel in control of situations, you know, and his um, counter proposal for Poppy to stop smoking was uh, to get kisses from her. And... Uh, Obviously, it was never really agreed upon, but uh, Poppy knows that when Tora feels stressed and out of control, one of the things that he likes is, you know, having one of her kisses. So we go to the other panels. And again, this is why there's a couple of reasons why I think this is completely on Poppy and why this wasn't premeditated or her following along. He was already zoning out. And when Poppy finally goes to kiss Tora... he is surprised. like his eyes now open wide in surprise. and um, Yeah, and I think it's just really well done. you know, just kind of breaking down each little each little panel. The fact that, uh, as you mentioned as well later on, his fist does start does stop shaking as well. So maybe we could even extrapolate it further. And Poppy's kisses calm him down even more than cigarettes ever have to begin with, which makes sense with their character arcs. Um, so yeah, uh, the thing that just got me so freaking excited was the fact that Poppy like recognized just how stressed and out of control he was and gave him what he needed in that moment. And yeah, that's how I interpreted it. Um, love this scene, absolutely love this scene. Also, I see that Tanya joined us and I just wanted to say hi real quick. Hi,
1: oh, yeah, hi.
0: Right. Nice. I mean breaking it down like that, right? It's deceptively I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's deceptively simple like we already know it's not, but then when you break it down, it's just there's so much depth behind it. so much. So, what other thoughts do we have? I mean, I just read through the panels quickly so that you guys can fill in all the details with your analysis. <laughs>
3: Um, I think for me, it was just the use of the cigarette. I know we talked about it before, but like, again, going back to even the cigarette in front, like with Tora and Poppy together, the cigarette no longer holds kind of like this weaponized use um, because this scene reminded me a lot of the scene with um, Tora and Claude in the restaurant where he's shoving the the cigarette and Claude's eyes and his eyes are getting really red and um when Poppy says your smoke's yeah. in my eye uh Tora's like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry just please give me this one moment mm-hmm. um I need to like anchor myself here because I'm gonna lose my mind and even with Poppy Poppy's already like with the kiss it becomes like it, there's a literal illustration obviously it's a a, a drawing um of the cigarette falling out of his hands because poppy's replaced it with something else like Vita was saying and I just thought it was such a strong uh metaphor of kind of where this story will go like the weapon will be replaced with something else or like the I don't know it was just it was so poignant to me and and seeing how um his his smoking was introduced at the very beginning of the series as kind of like this badass thing and you know he even uses the cigarette to intimidate people and now it's kind of like he's letting literally letting it go um in certain situations so I thought that was really powerful and a great parallel to the growth of both Poppy and Dora.
1: Well what I would what, I mean in in agreement with what you've said as well um, I think what i saw about the smoking, for him it gives him a chance to think, reflect, before he takes action, whatever the action, like you said, before he attacked someone with the cigarette or you know, or he chain smokes or whatever, but I think for this particular uh, panel he was definitely smoking so that he could think how he was going to plan his next move. And, you know, in a way it sort of worked its way, it worked out in in, a, in one way or another because he would have, you know, he's known for a bad temper. So I admit, I thought he was going to use it just to give a, an impression where he was going to use it just to think so that the guys that wanted to attack Poppy um put them off guard, then he goes in for it. But it didn't work out like that. So it actually worked out much better. Like I said, the cigarette no longer has a significant meaning for um, for being a, a sort of a support system for him now. Now there's Poppy that's actually sort of taken over and, and on, you know, in a way that I think that's a beautiful moment rather than uh, filling your smoke with lungs. Feel, so, you know, fill yourself with a beautiful kiss. I think from my angle
2: anyway. I love that.
1: That's really
0: well said. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and the fact that Joe's words are now coming up, and I'm not sure if Torah is necessarily even thinking it or if it's more like an omniscient narrator kind of giving us this mystical, you know, narration. But first of all, we, you know, we know, we can see from this that Joe was, yes, while simple, maybe he wasn't, like, wouldn't be able to articulate this, what he said in sophisticated language, and maybe he, you know, never had mental health training, but what he said was so powerful, it was short and simple, and it obviously has reverberated into her so much so that it's maybe consciously echoing in his head, maybe not, but what he's saying is, you know, leave the light on, leave your soul, don't let the mafia take over every part of you, don't let it, you know, turn you into a vicious monster, leave the good part of you on inside, and someone will find you, and that is Poppy, that's what Poppy is doing, Poppy sees the good part of him that nobody else sees, and it's, you know, that light hopefully is gonna, you know, go from being this tiny little candle to hopefully being a nice warm fire, and, you know, burn away all the violent outside with Poppy's help.
2: (laughs) And then just just adding on to your idea too, we remember um, uh, Poppy's own monologue earlier in, or sorry, her inner thoughts earlier in the chapter. She's saying how um, differences force people together, but similarities bring them uh, bring them back together. So the fact that Tor even has this light is what. And obviously Poppy, like it's easier to see with Poppy uh, cause sh- she is more of a regular person, but that's what's drawing them together. The fact that they're both good people, they both have this inner life and they're both focusing more on what they have more the similar- similarities they have even though they are so different from each other. And yeah, it's, it, it, it's what's holding them together. Um, and I had a, one other thing I wanted to share too. Uh, it was more just the juxtaposition, like this is just, again, juxtaposing Poppy and Torah, and like finding parallels between them and for the personality. Um, Poppy, I feel like is very organized and uh, she is very by the book type of thing. And obviously Torah is, uh, grew up in chaos. And what's really interesting, whether this was intentional or not on Poppy's part, um, she references both in this chapter, like literally. She mentions with, uh Poppy, what do I have to offer Torah other than like stationary and glittering pencils, which is like the most organized thing that you could even think of. And then in one of her, inter- one of, uh, further down, she's also thinking about Torah and the fact that he grew up in this chaos. And I thought that was really interesting how she was using Poppy's specific internal monologue to highlight the differences in uh, their personality. And more than that, just highlight how they're both handling the current situation because obviously it is really chaotic. Uh, This is Torres element. He has thrived in this previously. And now, you know, they're just forced to see different situations from each other's points of view, and I think that's where a lot of this tension for the second season is going to be coming from. Like Tora thinking of Pop, uh, thinking of Poppy in his world, and you know how frightening that is on his end, uh, and probably for her as well. Um, so yeah, just another parallel that I wanted to point out. Actually, you
1: actually you have a you have a point there. Because I remember from the earlier episodes, Vincent want Vincent Baltham wanted Tora to get rid of Poppy, if I remember rightly. I can't remember it's somewhere in the early in season one, as well. And what's going to be very interesting is how he's going to hide her from Vincent. How, how's he going to do it? But also. How she's connected to the clans, anyway? Because of, I have this feeling her mum's involved in, might be involved in the rival clan, or she, she might be even uh, related to, to to Quincy in one way or another. So this will be this will be very interesting as well, if she's going to find herself sort of sandwiched between the gangs and the and how it's going to all, all work out. So yeah. i'm super excited to see learn more about that element
0: i'm waiting for like a big surprise i don't know what it'll be but i'm totally anticipating something shocking so what are our final thoughts on this episode overall
1: oh yes okay um i just wanted to just uh, recap on something else as well a little bit where um ben uh, is calling up um uh, Poppy, just to, to check if she's okay, and his mum is there, and the mother likes Tora. <laughs> Tora likes Poppy. It's a bit like Midsummer's Night Dream, I think, but like, a bit like a Shakespearean play in a way. So it'd be very, quite interesting how the relationship's going to be between Candy and uh, and Poppy as well. So, so this, this would be very, very interesting.
2: Yeah, definitely agree. I can't wait to see how that relationship
3: unfolds.
2: Tori, you're on mute. Tori, I think you're muted. I'm
3: sorry, guys. I'm interested to see how this whole scene um, gets around to other people. Like we are viewing it as the audience, we're seeing it. How is it going to reverberate within the Erie Street area? Will it? I think... Um, I don't know, I'm just really nervous because it makes me wonder, like Tanya was saying, like, how is he gonna hide her? Has he already been seen, you know? And um, are people going to talk? And I'm, I'm nervous, I'm very nervous about how this is gonna um, either change the dynamic or I don't know, there's just a lot of unknowns. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely uh, Tori, because um, remember Goliath as well, who plays a pivotal part in as to why everything kicked off in the first place as well, so this will be very interesting, if, if, you know, will, will Tora go and put Poppy to hide with Goliath or something, I don't know, will they, will they escape to another country, you know? Hiding a submarine, you never, know, you never know. But it is going to be so exciting, you know, in in that respect. And um, I wanted to also say, I believe Goliath and Torah are related. I also think they are um, cousins or brothers because of when. In the last season, Tora mentioned about they were all in the children's home before that they were, and I said it's an inverted commas, sort of um taken on by the Baltimore clan and sort of groomed, and I'm going to use that word, groomed to be gangsters as well. I so Elias I feel was that from
4: a, I don't think Elias was ever
0: in the volumes though, because he asked Torah, there's a flashback when he there were kids, and he asked Torah, Oh, is that um is that your boss's kid? When he's talking about Quincy when they're um by Regina's peak and he's remembering how he um pulled Quincy's Quincy's pants
1: off <laughs> so okay, oh yeah <laughs> it doesn't sound like he was ever part of the volume clan but well, well yeah. no 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 because I think he went to uh, not nine, nine I can't he remember but he was with nine daggers or with another clan that yeah. yeah okay so maybe they were all you know um don't even like want to use the word brought up but taken on by the various um uh, clans and also you could see how the children are exploited as well in that respect to provide fodder or, or, or man I say manpower in a loose term um to fund their illegal activities but it's still fun well fun in the sense fun to see what's going to happen next in that respect yeah
2: <laughs> yeah honestly for us fastpass uh users I think this was such a great way to start the season. Like, you have the suspense of the whole chase scene. She gives us something like that. Like, she gives us fan service, so to speak, with the fact that they're even kissing within the first, like, quote-unquote episode for the FastPass users. Because you better, bo- like, I'm sure that we all just zoomed through the first four episodes. So I think that was just beautifully done on Lily's part while still giving us a little bit of suspense of like what the hell's going to happen for next week's episode. Um, so I, I love the start to the season and I cannot wait to see what she does next. All right.
0: Well, if that's everything, then thank you so, so much for coming on and thanks for coming on the second time. So, really appreciate
1: it. And yeah, looking forward to doing more episodes with y'all.
2: thanks Mindy much obliged thanks bye 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 take care
1: yeah bye Bye.
0: thank you so much to my current patrons Susie Lady Libris Allie Cat Lily Haley One and Only Taco Elizabeth Maria Molly Veronica Emily Emily Joe, Rochelle Dahlia Saucy Tuggles Meg and Rose Priya Alex Misty Laura and Joanne your support is truly appreciated